Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today helping me through the next hour is JP Mason and before we get started I must wish you a happy birthday young man. It is your birthday today. Who do you share your big day with? Uh, Some Celtic luminaries uh, and Tom Boyd Roy Aitken and he has a sort of Celtic luminary Billy Connolly. Didn't Billy Connolly do the narration for that Tommy Burns documentary behind you? I know he'd done a few around that time. Is that is that one that he did? I dug it out to watch because I was talking about it with somebody 
the other day and uh, I was like, oh, I've not watched that for ages, so I've, I've dug it out to watch it. Um, but I know it's nice to nice to share it with um, some some serious Celtic uh, legends. See, I was going to say Celtic royalty, but we're not going to call them that. No, I knew sure. was, I knew was going to say that. As well. was, I'm not using that word. <laughs> no, let's not. I'm not sure who I share a birthday with. Let me just, something's telling me. Remember the guy at Coronation Street, uh, Kevin Webster? Yeah, I, I share a birthday with Kevin Webster. Not as impressive as yours, I've got to say. Come on, that's not that great. Now, by the way, there's a few Manchester links to this show, JP, but. Is Coronation Street still a thing? Does it still go out on terrestrial TV at 7.30 three or watch, four times a week? I don't watch terrestrial TV anymore, man. I just, it's bizarre, I, isn't it? I barely watch the TV anymore, to be honest. Like, I mean, even... I know everybody likes swallowing up box sets and things like that, but I just... I've got a list so long of shows that apparently I need to watch and maybe I'll get around to it at some point. But, I mean, I've still not seen The Sopranos, which is a cardinal sin... I know, I know it's I'm the same. That's not good enough, but um, I'll get around to it eventually. So will I, mate. And and I remember a year or two ago. Listen, guys, sorry, but we'll get into Celtic in a minute. A year or two ago, I was talking to Jim Moore, and he says, "I'm at a stage in my life, Paul, where I'll watch something." now and know that it's the last time I'll ever watch it and I was thinking oh my goodness that's a bit morbid right I'm definitely going to watch Sopranos before this bad throat tips me over the edge we're going to be as I say talking a wee bit about Manchester there's one or two links in there but let's kick off with the tagline JP Um, do Alistair Johnson links spell the end for Joseph Juranovic, some good links, good sources rather, linking us to the Canadian right back. Uh, what do you make of the the um, the gossip, the transfer gossip? It's weird looking down and seeing that name because that's one of the the Rangers uh, guys, isn't it? It's like he's, he's not using not one of the former board members or something like that. Is he not the guy that always gets wheeled out and he's got like a kind of pseudo American accent? Every time I see the name, yeah, you're right. Because when I saw it and when I was typing it in, that's the first guy that came to my mind as well. Yeah, so it's kind of weird seeing that in a Celtic strap line talking about a player. But I, and I think as well, and my mate Melly told me last night, his name's Alistair William Johnston. It's like, come on, can he get up? Well, I know my name's mental, obviously. As I'm known. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, you've heard all the noises that Juranovic wants away. Mm. I've heard it for a while now. Somebody said, oh, yeah, that he's, he'll be away in January. And the more, as with these things all the time, the more you hear it. I don't know if it's just one of these things where it becomes, like, fact, the more you hear it. But there is no smoke without fire and... I mean, it would make sense, I suppose, whether or not he has a, a good World Cup will obviously depend, you know, that will maybe impact what fee we can demand for him. But you start to think that, you know, if, we, if we've if we been linked with this guy, Alistair Johnston, that deal's probably already done. Mm. And he only kicked the ball last night for Canada. I, I, I watched some of the... I've not watched hardly any of the World Cup. Not in some sort of, you know, fist in the air protest or anything like that. Just... Genuinely, haven't moved around my schedule to watch the games. Like I, I found myself in the pub on Monday night waiting on a mate. We're going to the cinema uh, to see the last waltz, 
unbelievable, by the way. It's in the cinema, the last one. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, I've, I've never, I've never one, seen it. One of the greatest music films of all time. And where did you, where did you go to to watch it, JP? The GFT. So it was kind of, it was as close to being at the gig as you could possibly get. You know, people were clapping and singing and all that. It was class. But you know, it's like the last gig the band did when they did it with like special guests. So it was like Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, um, Eric Clapton. Like it was. Van Morrison, so good. Anyway, digressing. I was watching some of the Holland game in the pub, so I watched about 10 minutes of that, and that, up until last night, that's all I'd watched of the World Cup, and then yeah. I watched, I was round at my mates, and I watched um, some of the Belgium-Canada games, so I saw this guy in action as we started to see, you know, links to him on Twitter, and the next thing. So you're thinking, that deal is probably done. That's pre-World Cup, so I'm thinking... Whatever's happening with Juranovic is probably already done anyway. Mm. And I feel probably been put in place. So how well or not he does at the World Cup will probably not really impact his fee. You know, I know that's the common... I, I just got thinking about this as a result of the, our link with Johnston because, well, you, you, you would think that that, deal, that deal's done. And so even if he has like a 10 out of 10 World Cup and Canada qualify and all the rest of it from their group, it won't make an impact on the fee because the fee will be agreed. Yeah, so, that, yeah. So the Juranovic fee's probably been agreed with somebody already, whether it's a Premier League team from down south or whether it is Spain or whatever. But uh, yes, uh, it's, it is, it's, I don't like losing players mid-season. Nobody does. Nobody likes anything happening mid-season, especially not losing a manager, as other teams have. Um, so... You, you don't like any disruption. It's just that it always seems to rock the boat a little bit, but I get the feeling with Postacoglu in charge that he won't really allow that to affect the group. I, I, you know, I don't think it'll be like a, a hammer blow. And, it, and especially if we're doing our work well to get people in straight away. I mean, we've already got um, Kobayashi and, mm. and again, another early signing before January's even up. We're not even in December. And we've got lined up to come in on the 1st of January which is I mean, we're not used to that at all and we weren't used to it last year when we got Hatate and uh, Maeda and Idiguchi Matt O'Reilly came in as well I know um, I know so like, we're not used to that at all being on the ball with, with signings but it's it's the it's what he talked about he, you know he said you know you, you'll have a place in your heart for the, your heroes and everything else but the facts of football is that they move on, and whether they move on, you know, after one year, two years, or three years, they're always going to leave the club at some point. And it's just about whether or not you've done your homework to get players in to just seamlessly fit in. The, the problem we've had in the past, JP, is definitely the fact that we didn't, we don't have that contingency planning, so we're losing players. I, I think the one occasion where we did it and we did it pretty well was when Dembele left and we had Edward in the building mm. already. And the, the only regret I thereafter had was that they didn't marry up together. They, they weren't given the opportunity to create a partnership. We've seen some flashes of that. But there's a few things pointing towards the strapline. I'm not being negative with this. Um, and just almost preparing us for the loss of somebody in January with, mm. with the comments that you mentioned earlier. He's talking about, you know, um, getting to grips with the fact that you will lose your heroes, but, you know, the way that he's building this will be in such a way that 
there won't be this massive blow that you're talking about. And Liam Carrigan talks about it as well, the fact that Ange builds teams. He doesn't have that that one main guy that you build a team around. He builds the team, so you take one element out. And I think we've actually seen that in a kind of strange, different way with Callum McGregor. Now, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season, you take McGregor out of that team, it would worry me. Absolutely would worry me. But he has been out of the team. And it really hasn't derailed what Celtic are doing. So I think it it's kind, a good example. It kind of did a bit in Europe, I think. I think we, we missed him in Europe. We missed his leadership. We missed his ability to 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 start to take the ball from centre-halves and start moves and pick out the likes of Hitati and O'Reilly in a forward in a forward area or spreading it out wider or anything like that. Because, I, I, you know, you're going to miss your captain... But we play the majority of our games in Scotland, and I said mm. that before, which is why we should always have players that are capable of being successful for us in the main in Scotland. So it was only six games in Europe, and what did McGregor miss? Four of them, did he? Did he get? I can't remember what game did he get injured in. It was the away tie against. Uh, that, Leip- uh, was it not Leipzig? Because we, we lost the goal as a result of the, that challenge where they lost possession, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. So, so he played in what three, mm, three of the games. Yeah. yeah, so half half of the games, and arguably the one game where McGregor probably would have made the difference would have been the Shakhtar home game. I think mm. him on that park in that side. I think that's a different result, but if buts and maybes, but the. Like you said, the contingency, you wouldn't have thought that we could cope maybe in the league without McGregor because there was just nobody that was nailed on to go into his place. You couldn't think... Obviously, we've got loads of guys that you would think would go into that position, like McCarthy or Avogad, but Avogad's just in the door, missed months and months of football. Moy isn't... I don't think that really is his position. I think he is actually a bit better in a sort of more forward role. Um, with, with that, yeah, the incisive passing ability he yeah. seems to have, JP. Because um, obviously you don't want him dictating the tempo because he is, argu- you know, unarguably slow or slower than a lot of the rest of them. But you can't argue with his ability, uh, his passing ability, because it is really good and he's got a good football and brain. Um, but yeah, I, I think all across the park there seems to be a, a constant. Uh, watching of what we need in, in certain positions and Postacoglu is getting what he wants from from the, the, the guys upstairs. He's he's obviously going to them saying, I need guys, I need a guy for this position and they're going, right, okay, let's do it and we'll get it done. And yeah. It's it's happening it's like it's happening far more effectively than any other time I can remember in Celtic's history. It- I, Definitely. It's it's just a simple thing, JP. It's being proactive. Yeah. We've always reacted to these scenarios. I mean, we've always seems to get like, even if you look at the last couple of managerial changes, they've been reactionary. It's like Brennan Rogers leaves and, and you know, Neil Lennon's in the door, when he leaves, we don't know what we're doing, kind of thing. And John Kennedy's, you know, an interim manager for quite a lengthy spell. And I just think we do seem to have this contingency locked in. The thing with Juranovic, and I'm going to bring in some of these comments that are coming in. Um, 
even if we hadn't done our business early, and it looks as though we have, and I hope that this is tied up, um, it's one of the ones, JP, you see the sign and announcement tweet, and you've got to make sure it's a, a genuine account because you're thinking, wow, that's a bit early. That mm. looks like a good Photoshop, and then you realise it's genuine, brilliant. Um, but Juranovic, I, I was always of the view, maybe going back to like the Van Dyke deal, that if Celtic could make £10 million profit on a player, we would take it. Mm-hmm. But when I look at Juranovic and the business that we did bring him, bringing him in for 2.7, I think it was, yeah. I'd be looking for more than 12.7. What do you reckon? I guess his age has got to play into it. His age surely will have an impact on whatever fee's been negotiated. Um, you need that Manuka honeypot. Get a spoonful of it in you. Mate, the eyes are watering. Uh, apologies to everybody. Hopefully that this will not deter you from your enjoyment of the Thursday Bulletin. But <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about this Manuka honey. Tell me more, JP. Okay, it's just uh, it's the probably the number one thing that's requested on a band's rider when they are uh, of a certain level um, and they ask for like 100% Manuka honey and it's usually... Well, you'll see it in the supermarkets. Like the cheapest one you can get, I think, is about fourteen quid for like a, a small jar. And yeah, they go up like I, I don't know how honey is rated in any way, but the, the, the higher the the content, the, the more expensive it becomes. The higher the content of manuka, uh, the more expensive it becomes. So you get some of them are like thirty, forty quid, maybe even more. In specialist shops, will probably be even more. So, but. You need a spoonful of that. My dad used to always tell me have a, if I was if I was you know had the cold or was unwell um, or a sore throat, spoonful of honey, and it and just let it you know coat your throat. Well, you know that obviously I, I like a bit of singing as well, JP. So <laughs> we need we need to protect the old throat. I'm going to try that. I'll go for the cheapest version. I will do a, a beer grill and and put my hand into a, a, a nest and try and get honey <laughs> that way. That's for sure. Um, I think it is difficult to to try and gauge price wise what you're going to get for a player, but you, the point you made there in terms of the deals probably already being done, yeah. his performance will will probably have no bearing over any transfer fee. I mean, do you think it's realistic? Do you think we could get twelve to fifteen for a player like Jaranovic? Oh, absolutely. I, I, how how could you not really in the current in the current market? He's he's a champ. He's won a he's won a league. Uh, he's the the starting Croatian right back in in a World Cup, which would have already been known again to any potential buyer. They're going to know that he's you know that it wasn't a surprise that he started the other night for Croatia because he kind of normally is the right back. So you've got that straight away. You've got the fact that he's played Champions League football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought he performed well. By the way, I know that some people gave him a bit of stick, particularly against uh, Mudrik. Yeah, I, th- I thought over the piece that Juranovic showed up pretty well. Well, Mudrik only scored one goal. Um, I want to say one goal. He scored a goal in each game. And fair enough, that was the difference. But you, you, if Mudrik was that good, then he should have scored a hat-trick. And he was up against Juranovic and the reason that he didn't score a hat-trick and maybe, maybe the reason we didn't get beat in those games was because Juranovic kept him at bay, goals aside. I know people will then point and say, oh, well, but he's conceded goals, then that, that's him not doing his job. But the game lasts 90 minutes and Juranovic, to, to what I could see, didn't drop out a game to the point that you're like, get him off or 
he's, he's, he's rotten or he shouldn't start the next game. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I think every, as soon as a player expresses an interest in moving, people's mindset changes and their quotes will change as well to the point that it's like, oh, well, we can do without him. You know, he's not that good anyway. We'll sell him. We'll get some, we'll easily get somebody else in that's um, better than him. And you're just like, I've always loved the thinking that it's better the devil you know, but you can't do anything about it if a player wants to move. If a player wants to leave the country and play a different league, then as we have, as we found to our uh, peril, in season 2021 um, you don't keep players that don't want to be here no (laughs) absolutely not you don't do it It, uh, and by all accounts over yonder they kept Kamara against us well he wanted to leave that's what I read the other day from one of their blogs or whatever apparently a deal broke down the, the deal broke down in the last day and I don't know if it was over transfer fee or what but he should have been at Nice Ironically, probably with Aaron Ramsey. Um, but he's still there. Probably not happy that he's still there. It, hence, he's not playing at the level that they maybe think he is or should be. You know, remember he was getting touted for moves to Arsenal and Juventus yeah. and all the rest of it. So mm-hmm. um, keeping players against their will, worst idea going. And I, I'll never, ever forget that moment where Neil Lennon said, there's players in there that don't oh, want to be here. That, I know. That, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard from a manager. Um, he should never have said that. I know That, was, I that know. was the end. Looking back, that was the end. Oh, totally. I mean, I was sitting right there and it was the end of August and you just thought, oh, no. If that is... He's he's telling the truth here and the truth hurts because mm-hmm. the, truth, the truth meant that that meant that you've not got a happy camp overall. And... You knew that it was it was the writing was on the wall at that point. But the fact that he'd been pushed into a corner so much by the media that he let that out. You know, any other manager, whoever. I mean, you could. Brendan Rodgers got pushed to that edge at a point as well when he came out with the Terminado comment. 
you know, th- that wouldn't have come out had he not been getting prodded by the media, I don't think. And Lennon was getting prodded by them, was obviously raging that he'd just been knocked out of the Champions League, knew the financial significance and the, 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 the impact that was having on the club and and decided to throw a grenade into the room by saying it by telling the, the truth, which then had us all pointing our fingers going, oh, he wants away or he wants away or he wants away. <laughs> And you, you, to have that uncertainty, it just ripples through the support. <laughs> and we were, we were already going stir crazy at the time. I know we were already in the house. We couldn't go to the games, so we weren't able to like figure it out by players' body language when you're at the game. Because obviously, as as Jared was saying yesterday about the Australia the games in Australia, how different it is seeing a team or Celtic or whatever. You're seeing body okay. language. And little things that players do, you know, interactions maybe like between players which are not caught on camera. You see them if you're there and you're up close and personal. So you didn't get any of that, and the, the disconnect was such was so big in that season that um, that just made it worse. So yeah, I am I'm all for as far as I'm concerned. It's the most one of the most crucial things now is 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 keeping keeping a, a happy camp and I would never if there's other players that want to want to move as well I, 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 I can't see why there would be this groundswell of like oh we're not in the Champions League anymore or we're not qualified for the Champions League after Christmas or Europe at all after Christmas let's just go um, you, you do get from his comments that and I don't think he was being derogatory towards the league I think he was just sort of saying you can be more relaxed in a Premier League game at times, mm-hmm. more so than in the Champions League. The Champions League, people are down your throat straight away, whereas you might not get that as much. I don't think he was meaning, oh, we've got the cigars out when we're playing at, uh, when we're playing at Celtic Park or whatever. Because, well, it's been proven this season that we haven't had the cigars out because we've had to get late winners and things like that. So... Um, a lot of tight games, uh, particularly yeah. since Vars come in, other than Livingston. Mm. You know, yeah. a lot of tight games, JP. Um, I, I totally agree with that with regards to whether or not someone is happy, you move them on, the time is right. Juranovic now, let's have a wee look, he's 28 in August. Um, mm. And when you consider the fact he's Croatian, Croatia's rather uh, first choice right back, he's got 22 caps to his name. He's only played 50 games for Celtic. Alistair Johnson, if he were to be the replacement, he comes in uh, four years younger than Juranovic, uh, Canadian internationalist with um, 31 caps, and he is, of course, currently playing in MLS with uh, Montreal. Um, interesting enough, Montreal Manique were the team that Andy Lynch played for and coached when he went over to the States um, in the NASL back in the 70s. Well, um, that's, I, that, I heard that on... Uh... The twenty-minute Tim's bulletin this morning. Uh, I think it was this morning, or was it? Yeah, no, it must have been this morning. They were talking about Canadian players that played that have played for Celtic, and Simon Lynch is classed as Canadian, obviously because of Andy. Yeah, uh, must have been born there, maybe. Like if he Andy, would, he would have been actually. Huh? That's a good yeah, point. So that's why he was considered Canadian. But I, I don't think we've actually had a Canadian player or international play for Celtic. Other than than that, wow! Or I think maybe maybe, maybe had a few trialists along the way, but you're right. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at it on 
The other big question before we move on, JP, is we've been talking about how how do Celtic make that that progression? We've been talking about um, going from that domestic dominance to making an impression in Europe. And yesterday, some of the comments that came in, and I will be getting your comments in, uh, believe me, it's just JP and I haven't caught up for two weeks, other than Friday night, and we'll come back to that. Um, it was all about, right, okay, so when you look at the transfer work that Ange has done, incredible transfer work. You've mentioned O'Reilly and Hatati, for example. You know, both of those players were under three million quid. Incredible. But he has operated in that kind of area, JP, from the one and a half to kind of four and a half million pound range where Starfield and Kyogo were at the kind of top end of that scale. And then there's been a couple of players who, of course, a wee bit more in, in Jota and, and Carter Vickers. And it was all about, you know, if you bring in Juranovic for 2.7, make that 10 million quid profit that I spoke about earlier, then the next signing, the replacement has to be in the bracket of the CCV Jota. Because as impressive as it is, you can't keep plucking one and a half million pound players from all over the globe. Maybe you can. Well, if you can, the guy has got gold dust um, and just got gold. I mean, he's just brought in Kobayashi for free. So, you know. Maybe who is, who is highly rated. I'm maybe doing him a disservice. Well, I'm maybe well, doing him a disservice. There's every chance. I mean, I, I don't really fault any of his signings really so far. There's no, I mean, you could you could say Edigichi bang, Edigichi's been unfortunate with, with injuries and when he's been available, there's a really strong midfield there that he's mm-hmm. not going to nick a jersey off anybody, any of the guys that are in that midfield as it stands he probably needs an injury or suspension crisis to get an opportunity to play in, in a league game. Do you know, he'll maybe play, well, I was going to say play in a cup game, but we've got a semi-final. He's not going to play in that. <laughs> um, and maybe an early round of the Scottish Cup, but it's just speculative. But surely the, the, the signs, would you would maybe think that there'll be some of those players will leave in January. The players that haven't maybe featured as heavily as, as others, maybe people like McCarthy, maybe Adiguchi, because you can only kick your heels for so long and we've not got, we won't have the congestion of fixtures after Jan, or from January onwards that we won't have Europe to to sort of clog up the midweeks. Um, there's no World Cup, so it's not as compressed uh, with, I'm saying this, I might be wrong. Is is it going to be like that? Is it is it going to be a fixture build up because of the World Cup? Is it going to be all jammed in? I, it felt like it was all getting jammed into October, November. Yeah, I, I, it will definitely settle down. But I think you make the point there about Idiguchi and McCarthy. They're they're two names that are in on my kind of radar. And you think, well, you've also got Abligard as as well in and about the the midfield positions. When McGregor comes back, you've got Moy who'll be vying for a position in the midfield. So th- there comes a point where it, it looks as though it's kind of top heavy. And th- the first thing I would say, and I'll come to this, is can you put them out on loan because they may become well. When it comes to McCarthy, no, because you're not putting them out to develop him. He's no. not at that stage of his career. It's just to get games, isn't it? <clears throat> Yeah, and just to play football because he's not playing any football really at all and hasn't. I mean, what he's played? How how many games has he played this season? And, and he's injured. 
and he's injured as well. Oh, of course, he's injured. I forgot that. So that it's going to be hard to, to push him out, it, as yeah. I say, or move him on. Sorry, that sounded a wee bit harsh. Yeah. I'm going to bring in a couple of the commenters. Uh, Paddy Lavery, always an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. You're commenting on the YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube, we're building the channel. We're almost 20,000 strong. The Axom cult is growing. Um, 20,000 subs. If you subscribe to the channel, um, you're going to get some free manuka honey because I'll, I'll need one spoonful and I can pass it on, can pass on the love. But you'll be put into a prize draw. Currently, the, the two tickets we have available, JP, are for the Unforgettable Experience, which is the big gig they're doing in May at Armadillo. It's a, it's a tribute to Vim Janssen and the team that stopped the 10. Or the team that won the one, depend on how you look at it. The smell of the glove season. Um, Larson's coming of age, if you like, as well. Um, so I don't know who the the um, the guest is going to be, but the team there always have a very, very good night. So we've got two tickets, standard tickets. They'll be given away, I reckon. Actually, we should give them away maybe next week, JP, um, for one of the lucky subscribers. So thank you, Barry. If the money is right, then sell. We're talking about uh, Juranovic and trust Ange to replace him with a better calibre of player. Um, Feed the Bear, welcome back to the show afternoon. Hoops, troops, no being on this week, uh, watching the World Cup. Hope you're all well. We're not going to OD on the, the World Cup chat. There's a wee bit. Uh, we're going to give a bit of credit for Maeda in Japan. Um, but I don't think there's any Celtic kind of related games on today, so there really isn't that much to talk about. I, I'm, I'm focusing mainly, JP, on any game that involves a Celt or even an ex-Celt that might uh, pique your interest. Ridiculizer comes in, Ralston is better than him anyway. Ah, you know, this is the thing. I've heard a lot of people saying, um, and, and it was the same argument with, with Taylor, we needed an upgrade on Ralston. Um, listen, even if there was a delay, and getting somebody in. I've got loads of faith in Tony Ralston, no doubt about it. I but I, I'm just talking about this progression again, JP, and I think that you know, 99% of the games that we play, I'm happy with Ralston playing it right back. But I think if you go Juranovic to Ralston and you don't replace with a better calibre player, as the previous commenter said, I don't know if you're progressing. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I think I think it's testament to Ralston how well he's come on that you're getting comments like that, that someone's saying our homegrown guy who has been in, at Celtic for in the first team for five years and only really broke through last year after failed loan spells at Dundee United and St Johnston and seemingly nobody in their right mind thought that he would get a year deal last summer. Everyone was like, no, what? How has that happened? And it's testament to him and the work he's put in that a Celtic fan, Ridiculizer, is putting a comment out saying that a guy who we've had through our academy is better than the Croatian national team right back who's starting at the World Cup. I mean, that that, that is testament to... to well, I don't yeah. agree with that, it, but it's testament to Ralston's work and the hard work he's put in that he's even got people fighting his corner like that. I know, I know. Like, there you go. We're talking about Juranovic in a fifteen million pound bracket, and and some Celtic fans are saying it's all right. Tony Tony Alston's got this. Brilliant, absolutely tremendous. Tony Alston, we didn't go for silly money. It, 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 you just couldn't see it happening, which is weird because well, why wouldn't he if he's a first team Celtic player and he's and he's playing, you know, right back, first team player? How could he? Right back's quite a niche position as we've 
found to our uh, <laughs> you know dismay over the years yeah. because with so many that have come in and done nothing and left and there's and, a whole and list of them immediately had the tag put on them just being like not good enough and then you're looking at like John Joe Kenny's playing in, in Germany right now um, Frimpong being linked with Barcelona I didn't think Frimpong was that good I really didn't rate him but he's proved me wrong in terms of his performances and he's been called up to the national team as well so it's, it's weird the right back position is a weird jersey at Celtic it, 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 it kind of always has been hasn't it well it has. And you know what, right? If you go back to, let's go back in time to the Lisbon Lions, right? So you had Jim Craig, Danny McGrain, then Chris Morris. So from the European Cup final team to the centenary team, you only had three right backs, right? Mm-hmm. That that That's partly due to the fact that Danny McGrain played for so long. Mm-hmm. But then since Lustig left the club, you've had a whole host of them. Maritz Bauer, um, Christian Gamboa, John Joe Kenny. Um, El Hamid sometimes forget about El Hamid as well Tolyan Tolyan Jeremy Tolyan yeah I mean big calibre player coming in from Borussia mm. Dortmund um, but football is strange and we've seen a few stories like that um, on just during this World Cup the, the Jason Cummings story incredible he's playing at a World Cup you spoke about Tony Ralston getting a one year deal I would need to go back and check the bulletins but, I mean, Tony Ralston and Lee Griffiths got, both got a one-year deal at the same time. And look at their careers now, JP. One of them doesn't have a club, can't find a club. And Tony Ralston is being called a better player than Juranovic by Ridiculizer. And other Celtic fans would agree with that. Brilliant. It's, it's, a, it's a sliding doors moments of football, isn't it? When things like that things like that happen and you find one guy playing in a, in a bounce game at Easter Road with... Gary O'Connor, who's long retired, and Gary O'Connor's sons in the park as well. Did you see? Did you see the build of John Hughes? I mean, I don't know what he's bench pressing no, these days. Aye, no, he looks, he's a, he's a monster. He's obviously <laughs> been in the in the gym since he uh, left the football. Um, Back in the day, JP, I used to get a hard time about heavy breathing on the podcast. Maybe I was too close to the mic, but now it's the fact that. You know, obviously my, my voice is breaking uh, live to the nation. So sorry, everybody, um, for suffering. Better than yesterday. I have to say, it didn't sound like you yesterday. It was weird. Oh. I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> it didn't sound like you. I'm just glad everybody got involved. But what I'm saying, I'm blaming Sean Ryder. Obviously, for those who don't know, uh, we organised a night with, with the Happy Mondays and Black Grape. Iconic frontman Sean Ryder on Friday night in Glasgow. It turned out to be a, a phenomenal evening. Um, but again, it's it's interesting how kind of ripples of gossip and all that follow their way through Glasgow, JP, because you were hearing rumours. You came into the venue before it all kicked off. Um, and you and I, I think you were in there for 20 minutes or so and you know the guys that work there, etc. And we were just setting up and uh, you went and did, did your gig. But uh, later on that night, you heard that Sean Ryder hadn't turned up. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. 
It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah, the security in St. Luke's were like, some. I just overheard them saying one saying to the other, like, oh, you're that, uh, that guy get bad, uh, Sean Ryder, then they turn up, and I, I went, what? Because <laughs> obviously I was involved in my gig that I was running at St. Luke's, I was new. I was just thinking, oh, well, look, the setup looked great at the, at the venue, obviously. You showed me the dressing room. I wrote that thing on the board, which I thought afterwards. Brilliant. I, that just came to my head when I wrote it. It was a chalkboard in, in the dressing room, and I wrote wrote for luck and shock on it. And I, I, it wasn't until I, you told me about it, and then I saw it in the background of the picture with Kev, Aye. or maybe you, and I just saw it on, like, in the reflection in the mirror. I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was commented on by the bold Sean William Ryder as well. So Aye, he, he did turn up. Okay. Well, he did turn up. I think he was just maybe what fifteen, twenty minutes late or something like that. He was um, just a bit late. I mean, I mean, they're obviously going <clears> to <throat> not going to have a, a a punctual evening with someone like that. He's not going to be there, you know, an hour before kickoff and you know sitting chilling. I think he's the type of guy that would probably deliberately make you sweat just to keep you on edge. By the um, way, there was no manuka honey on his rider, um, on Sean Ryder's rider. But what there was, and I can reveal this now. Uh, there was Prosecco. He was drinking Prosecco. So That's not really what I would have expected him to be uh, drinking. And also, I totally regret not bringing this and getting you to sign it. That's the first um, piece of vinyl that I bought. Well, actually not. I tell you, like, the Beach Boys Summer Dreams double album Best Of was the first thing that I bought. But that wasn't with my own money. That was with a, a voucher that my aunt had given me. Remember, there used to be uh, John Menzies, W.H. Smith. It was W.H. Smith in England and John Menzies in Scotland. And then they're now all W.H. Smith. Not sure what happened there, but I had a W.H. Smith voucher and I could only spend it in England because they didn't take it in John Menzies in Scotland. So I bought a Beach Boys record, but I bought this in Manchester in probably about 19... When did it come out? 1989. I think I got it in 1990. And I was on holiday in Scarborough and then we went to Manchester on the way home. And I think I, I, think I got it from Piccadilly Records. I'm so gutted I didn't bring it oh, with me. We had the, we had the gold sharpies backstage, JP. Oh, we had the gold sharpies. Listen, it will happen. But by the way, that is not an embarrassing first record. 
anybody in the comments wish to share the first record you ever purchased? Um, is it as cool as the Manchester EP? Mings was Kings of the Wild Frontier by Adam and the Ants. There you go. Uh, let us know what was your first record that you bought? Ryan Kelly. Afternoon all. Hope he's are well. And you, Ryan. Hope everybody's well. Um, and you're enjoying the show during this World Cup. The Urban Culture. JJ seems to be the one we all think will go in January. As long as we don't lose any of our big names. I know what he means by that. Because... I would be horrified if Hatati or O'Reilly was that player, JP. But with Juranovic, and we've already spoken about the reasons why, with his age, the timing, the fact we've got somebody lined up, if he was to leave, yeah, you wish him all the best and, and he goes and he, and he goes to England or wherever he goes. But I'd much rather it was him than some of the other names that we've mentioned. Oh, 100%, because I... I I, I, I can hand. I don't know why, but I can handle Juranovic leaving, and I, I, I don't think I could have said that um, maybe six months ago. But I, I think I'm, I'm far more trusting of what's going on at the club with the manager, with the board. There, there does seem to be some sort of synergy there, so I'm not as wary of of players going. Obviously, you don't want wholesale changes in, in January. In terms of people going, you like it's always been good to give players a a proper send off. We didn't get to do that with Kieran Tierney. We did get to do it with Henrik Larsson. Um, we didn't get to do it with Chris Sutton. Something he's always commented about. He, he hated the fact that he left Celtic, kind of mm. just sort of out out the out the door, and there was no fan. F- and there should have been. Chris Sutton was one of the best players I ever saw play for Celtic. O'Neill was talking about him last week, wasn't he? Talking about how important he was to Martin O'Neill's time at Celtic. Oh, I saw Chris Sutton play centre-half, midfield, up front. He, he could play anywhere on that pitch, I'm sure. And he always gave 110%. He was always up for games against them. Like They must have hated playing against him because he was, he was an absolute menace. Mm-hmm. Um, strong as, as anything and tackles didn't shirk always up like one headers hated getting beat you could tell the story about him in the in the, the tunnel when he was laying I think it was a semi-final against Rangers and um, I think he shared the same agent as Barry Ferguson right. and he'd, he'd heard how Barry, Barry Ferguson was saying how he was going to do Lennon in the semi and Sutton started like piping him up and the, as they were lined up Sutton started going uh, come on, Barry. Let's see how, how let's see how you're going to do, Lennon. Then, like and Ferguson was just looking straight ahead, like ignoring him, and like Sutton was just going, "What, what are you going to do, to Lennon?" Then, and it was like, oh, I love that stuff. So do like, so I. You don't see enough of it nowadays. I mean, no. I, there was some real famous ones in the, the English game. You know, when when Keenan Vieira and that didn't like each other, and then there was the Gary Neville, Peter Schmeichel one. Um, I remember. Back in the day, uh, Paul McStay at Ibrox, Sky Sports were covering a game at Ibrox, and the Rangers team were lined up, McStay comes out on his own, remember that one? And the rest of the team are still sitting in the dressing room. Right. And somebody says to him, are you just playing as yourself? And he just turns around and shrugs oh, yeah. his shoulder. He shrugs his shoulder and goes, why not? And I'm like, no, the maestro, man, that's brilliant. Super, super. By the way, he was, in, he was at the games in Australia, yeah. I think, because uh, that uh, Nobu boy, the um, Japanese... Uh, Selic fan was getting he 
met him. There was a picture of him. Oh, I saw that. Street. He was wearing the lime green Love Street 86 jersey. The mm-hmm. thing is, we need to make Paul McStay an ambassador over there. We need to make Nakamura an ambassador in Japan. I mean, the, these things for me have to be done. Um, Martin Bickett is telling me Prosecco's okay. It's fine, man. Uh, I'll take your word for it. You know, uh, I've never tasted it, I've got to say. Even would... a whole bottle. <laughs> no, I, I maybe oh, take it. Skin, by the way, poison Alice Cooper. <laughs> Alice okay. Cooper, Alan Roberts, Robertson, yeah, we're just, we're all in here. What was the first record you ever bought? Uh, Bandwagon S, that, I mean, credibility through the roof there. Martin Bickett, Bandwagon S, a band that, that JP was working with a fortnight ago in Dunfermline. Um, Ziggy Stardust, Urban Culture, never forget the cover of that because it was one of the records my old man used to play when I was growing up and it's, it's, it's just, you look at it and he looks like a, I think he looks like an alien or something on this, this front cover. And it's interesting because it's got a K West above him and all that on the, and the lights. And, um, people were looking at that with a, a conspiracy about Kanye West and all this kind of stuff. Mm. That is a phenomenal album from a, a proper artist. I'm going to, Dig, dig a few through here. Uh, Doug Mulgrew, Paul John, when are we going to see you doing a podcast sat on one of these scooters? Um, maybe one day I'll do that, possibly. Do they work, by the way, those scooters? Yeah, they do. They actually do. They still yeah. work in condition. They're in working condition. It just so happens some of them are on the roof of this podcast studio. Yeah. It's in a bigger room and they're on the roof as a, as a kind of feature. But yeah, I'd love to do something on the scooters. We, we need to get them down, without a doubt. Uh, Brendan Monaghan, who's a musician himself, of course. David Bowie, Starman. Credible, credible. And by the way, Stevie Boy, I'm not going to slag you for that. I went to see Madonna back in 99-2000, doing it at Earl's mm-hmm. Court. And that was a great tune. Didn't laugh? That was a brilliant tune. When was That's it? Right. Ni- 1986, maybe? Something like that. I, 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 I went to see her at the, the Hydro. It was a bit of a weird gig. Like, I think, I don't know if she went over the curfew or something, but the lights came on. Like, the lights came on. I can't remember exactly what happened, but the lights came on and she was still playing. And then it just kind of like abruptly stopped. It was a very, very weird ending to a gig. I got, Can, I got it for free, so I'm not complaining, but um, it's, it was a bit. She was an entertainer, JP. I mean, when I, when I saw her live, um, our guitar player was a guy called Jack LeConte. You remember Le Rhythm Digitalis? Yeah. So he was on lead guitar. No way. That's Honestly. Amazing. I know. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, um, his real name is Simon Price. You know, he's not actually French. Is, he, oh, he, he, he just created that pseudonym. I, I'm almost certain. That's, that's digging way back into my memory, but... I'm pretty sure that he was called Simon. He's called Simon Price. Where is he now? Um, talking, going back to to Barra's Art and Design. Got got a shout out to all the staff in there. By the way, I had a, a really good chat with Nori Innes uh, before anyone arrived, and um, he runs the place. And all his staff were superb. JP, the the whole night went really, really smoothly. Um, so a big shout out to them. If any of them are watching, thank you very much for all your help. And Lemmy was there as well. I can't. Lemmy was at the gig. Uh, he he. Honestly, I think I commented on this on your post, and I said he doesn't tend to like that much. He doesn't go out that much. He was in touch once, and I and I gave him a tour of the venue, and then we ended up talking in my office for about half an hour. And his pattern in real life is as good as it is online. But he said to me, does he really go anywhere that much? He said, oh, I went out to a bar the other night to support my mate's night. And he's like, I, after about five minutes, I was kind of like, I just want to go home. Like, I think he's quite a homebody. But, so you, you did well to get him out 
and and he obviously felt we need to, to to talk about it, and he said he enjoyed it, which is remarkable, I think. That is remarkable. I'm, I'm really delighted. I watch a lot of Lemmy stuff online. Uh, Susan Finlay, welcome back to the show. That's mad. My first record with Adamant, Prince Charming. Listen, absolutely. I'm all in when it comes to Adamant. I was a huge fan. I think Adam and, and Bowie are probably a lot of people's first records because they were so out there and so different. And it was maybe like seeing them on things like Top of the Pops would be like, oh, this is just, new. Just and visually, nobody, absolutely. Nobody's been like this before, and that would make you kind of go, oh, it's a novelty almost, not really knowing that they were going to go on to become the, well, maybe not Adam uh, Adam Ant so much, but Bowie certainly has become one of the greatest of all time. I very, very much regret not ever seeing him live. Oh, that no. Would, that... that that sticks in the throat, especially the tea in the park one. He should have played tea in the park, and then he pulled out because of illness. I think he'd, uh, I, I don't know if he'd suffered a heart attack or there's mixed sto- mixed reports about why he didn't play that tea in the park. But he was obviously not well enough, and then he never ever played Scotland again. Um, but my and mate, my so mate, genius. My mate paid a hundred pounds for a ticket to see him at the SCCC, which in when it was like year two thousand or something like that, that was. A lot of money. Twenty-two mm. years ago, a hundred pound mm. for for a ticket was obscene. But then I looked up the set list for that gig that he was at. Very near crying because I just saw that all the songs that he played. I was like, oh my god, how good would that have been to have seen that show? But I wasn't wise to it at the time. An absolute genius and and great hair right to the very end. I'm going to run through a few things we spoke about yesterday on the old half term report, JP, before we wrap this up um, with a couple of other subjects. First one uh, is the transfers that were brought in. Um, If I was to ask you, I'm going to run through them, who for you has been the best bit of business? Um, So first of all, we had three guys coming in on permanent deals who were already here on a loan basis, and that was Maeda, Carter Vickers and Jota. We also brought in Segrist, Bernabe, Maurice Jens on loan, Aaron Moy, Haksabanovic and Abilgar on loan. Who from that list has really stood out this season for you? I think it's difficult with Cameron, Carter Vickers and Jota because although we've signed them permanently, we kind of already knew what they were, who they were and what they could do for us. So you're, you're almost kind of used to them being really great every week. So yeah. it's not as if they... There's no surprise it. element, is there? You know, no yeah. And that's the... As you said before, it was the best use of the loan market when you mm-hmm. get somebody and you've got a fee fixed and you get to see them play for a year and see how they'll integrate. And there was no no doubt at all that the two of them, we, both, we, we all wanted both of them I don't think any of us thought we were going to get both of them. We were like, well, if we get one, hopefully it's Carter Vickers because, you know, we, we can potentially get somebody else in Jota's position. But I, I'm I'm uh, I'm just glad we, we we kept the two of them. So I would I would probably push them to one side and and concentrate more on uh, the other players that have come in, which is well, Seagus, Bernabe, Abogar, Moy. Who was the other ones? Haksabanovic. Um Axel Banovich is the is is the one that stood out for me in terms of the way that he's certainly fallen for Celtic. I think 
very early on, you could tell that he was like, wow, this is some club I'm playing for. And I think his comments about the performance in Australia, saying, you know, we, we have to play better than this and we, we these fans deserve more and things like that. I mean, I don't think it's just sound bites or lip service. I think he actually does mean it. And mm-hmm. that goal was massive in the Dundee game. Uh, sorry, not the Dundee game. Uh, Ross County game just before the break. That that, that finish was up there. You just they just coolly slide in at the bottom of the net and, and it didn't even need to put a lot of power in it. It just sort of it was right on his instep and at the mm. bottom corner. And you, you think to yourself when you see somebody doing that and he's only been in the door, it feels like five minutes. So when he's got time to bed in, maybe after a season, or potentially from January onwards or from late December onwards, he could become a really important player, I think, this season. Um, I, I think you're right. Be the difference. I mean, could be the difference if he plays against Rangers at Ibrox. I think he's got the, the temperament and, the, and the, the grit. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. To, to be a big a big player in that game, and that's saying a lot about a guy that's just come in the door. You know, you already think he's a first teamer. Mm. No, without a doubt. And he's got a nickname, Hacksaw. Um, Haxabanovic, just looking at him at the moment, 23 years of age, JP. I mean, you know, another young player. Made his senior debut at 15. Uh, mm. And we bought him for 2.5 million euros. So another superb bit of business by Ange Postacoglu. It was a, one of the opportunistic signings where the, the circumstances around his club, where they're based, Celtic are able, are able to go in there. Um, like, I always look at a player and think, if you were to sell him tomorrow, how much would you get for him? Haxabanovic absolutely going nowhere at this moment in time but I find it difficult to argue with with you on that one but based on with the caveat based on what we already knew about Carter Vickers and Jota so you know you know, if they were new players and they were performing the way they're playing the now we'd be saying oh wow they're, they're amazing uh, but we knew what they could do what about the players that we've put out on loan JP that you think one player from this list that you think has a future at Celtic I'll run through the players that are out playing with other sides Barkas Scales Montgomery, Sorrow, Urugide, Ben Wiley, Kenny, Ayeti, Liam Shaw and Mikey Johnston. Do you think of one player from that list that could potentially come back and play a part for Celtic? <coughs> Mikey Johnston. I know that'll probably make people fall off their chairs or whatever because um, they don't think he's good enough. But after, I, I haven't, I can't confess to have been paying full attention to what he's doing um, at Vittoria Guimaraes. I don't really, I know that he's scored goals. I've seen them being shared. Don't know, I couldn't tell you if he's playing well. It's all very well scoring goals, but is he actually, you know, playing well and getting, mm-hmm. you could score a goal and get a six out of 10. Or you, you could score a goal and be man of the match. So, um, I, I got a feeling that because he's Scottish, I think there, there is a chance for him to come back. But, 
it might be the case that he settles well there and they want to buy him and, and he, he goes away and he, and he, he, he uh, continues his career elsewhere. Uh, but I, I would really like him to come back and prove a lot of people wrong. Um, not necessarily prove anybody right, but just prove people wrong because not many people did sort of support him. I'm not saying that I think that he should have stayed at Celtic or anything like that. All we said was he needs to go and get a run of games somewhere because yeah. he's not going to get it at Celtic. It was clear as day he wasn't going to get it at Celtic, but um, I just purely because he's Scottish and he's obviously a, a Tim and uh, loves the club and he's come through the academy. I, I don't. I don't want to see the first team completely diluted of that. I. I, I think I, I. I like having Scottish players in a Celtic side. It's. It's. It's what I knew when I was a wee guy. There wasn't any foreigners in that team when I was the first Celtic side that I saw was all Scottish. Okay, a couple of Irish and Bonner and uh, Chris Morris, but it was predominantly Scottish. And the idea of like foreign players coming in didn't really happen until a good bit down the line in terms of them. Rudy, Rudy Vata. Rudy Vata was. Yeah, and Dovchik and. Uh, oh, Jackie, yeah. Dovchik, Jackanowski. <laughs> I was like obsessed with Jackanowski just because he was Polish and I had that tie to my granddad and things like that. I just thought it was amazing that we had a Polish player playing for Celtic. But I don't, I don't, I don't. As much as I'm pleased that we're recruiting well, I, I, I do, don't, I don't want us to lose our, our Scottish kind of core. And I like it when a Scotland squad's announced and you look down and you're like Celtic, 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 ex Celtic, Celtic. You know, I like that. You know, some people probably don't care. And fair enough, but that's just my personal preference. What I, what I like about it, JP, is um, I remember an interview with Pat Stanton that I did, and he spoke about the importance of having um, this kind of heartbeat at your club, the core element being homegrown players. He spoke about it. Obviously, his heart was at what Hibs, and later on in his career, he came for uh, he actually he was contracted for a couple of seasons. He played one season and got injured, but. He was talking about even like at Manchester United how they've had it with, with the young guys coming through. Uh, mm-hmm. Barcelona have had it. And I think it's important to a club like Celtic to have those three or four starters who all came through. They know the fabric of the club. They know the history of the club. They're fans. I mean, I know people might say that's old-fashioned, but I do think there is still a place um, in the modern game. Now, Martin Bickett comes in to remind everybody to smash the like button. Basically what happens on YouTube, um, you could create the most incredible video, uh, JP, but if it doesn't kind of kick into this algorithm a lot of the time, you don't get the traction um, that sometimes, I'm not saying just Axon, but in general, um, that you would like. If you start liking the Axon videos, then we will. Um, get that traction and we've peaked at about 500 uh, across the board today so even if you know a tenth of these people were to like the video right now then it does make a massive difference to us so thank you very much for bringing that up Martin absolutely is there a player JP uh, in the first team squad that you've been disappointed with this season is there someone who you think hasn't kicked on from last season's performances hmm I mean, it sounds ridiculous to say it, but uh, Kyogo, although he's scored goals, has not really got to the levels that you would have thought. Because I think a lot of us thought, all right, 
the Japanese players have had a rest. They've had a proper pre-season. They've not just knocked straight into, you know, Kyogo came from Japan and then immediately started playing for us and then played right through. So it was obviously always going to break down. I think he'll be disappointed with himself as well. I think you could tell after one of his goals recently, he was kind of almost apologising to the fans because he, he knew that he'd kind of maybe not been at it. And that's, you know, fine. Players are not going to play to their top potential every week. Um, I just think there's been opportunities for Kyogo to really, really step up, and particularly in the Champions League. Um, I think back to that header against Shakhtar at home. Like, man, you need to put that away. And then folk are like, oh, Jack Amakis would have put it away, but Jack Amakis missed chances as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I think there Jack- was the one-on-one, wasn't there the one-on-one in the return game at home yeah. where Jack Amakis plays him through, tries yeah. to knock it through his legs. You think, Kyogo, normally, instinctively, it's away. It's in, you know, he's yeah, so he is, he's, he's almost like, he's clinical and, and cold-blooded. I mean, I just think to, I always think to the semi-final against Hibs of, of knowing what he can do. Hmm. You know, that first touch to finish that, uh, the, the, the equaliser, the first touch that he kills it and then slots it away. I, I, I was playing football the other night and I we played outside for the first time in ages. We played seven aside outside at Tory Glen and it was obviously, it was wet, it was cold. Just like that night at, the league cup, in the league cup final, I'm not saying I'm near as good as he is. Well, clearly I'm not because I remember you know you play over moments when you've played football of an evening. I do anyway. Maybe it's sad, but like especially if I've scored a decent goal, or whatever. And occasionally do that. I scored one on Tuesday, but I remember I got a ball played to me and it came at me quite fast, and I went to control it with my left foot, and I just I, I just. When you're playing outside and you've not been playing inside, you're used to playing inside. It's a different game outside. We were talking about that after. And I, I went to control the ball on my left foot and it just it went away from me. But then I was thinking back later on, I was like, I should have taken a better touch in that and then immediately hit it on my right. That's what I should have done. And that's what he did in that League, league Cup mm-hmm. final. That's, and the, the concentration levels, the the calmness, like to not rush. I mean, that that's that's what he is capable of. So, and I'm sure there will be. I'm not by any means at all saying that he's not been good this season. I just think that there's been opportunities where he really could have elevated himself to a whole new messianic level if he did. You know, scored a goal, I scored a winner in the Champions League at home. Um, it would have it would have gone off the, off the charts. But I, I think he, I, I'm I'm fully. I'm in full belief that he's going to score a goal of significance this season, and uh, we'll probably refer back to this conversation. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against that. I would not bet against that. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, <clears throat> I was asked the question: Who's going to be Celtic's um, Player of the Year? And I, I put, I went out on a limb and said it's going to be Hatati. I'd seen enough last season, and I think I'd seen him in the preseason, and I thought he's going to have a campaign. He looked lean. You know, like he meant business, and I think he's had a fantastic season so far. Who do you reckon has been the star man so far, JP? I mean, it's probably it's, it's probably between uh, Hatati and O'Reilly. I think just purely because of 
I think Hatati's had performances where he's not been great, but then there's also been moments from Hatati where you're just, you know, your jaws on the floor about some of the things that he can do. The one where I think the ball came down to him from the sky and he, he, he did a keepy uppy over someone's head and then caught it yeah. the other side. That, that's astonishing skill. And, you know, the volleyed, the volleyed pass uh, out to, I don't know if it was Greg Taylor or Jota, um, and was that against Real Madrid? Real Madrid, yeah. Juranovic throws the ball at him, yeah. And I know that these are only like singular moments in a game. They're not, it's all very well, you know, tricks are for the circus and all that, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but the, he's, 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 he's dominated games as well. He's controlled midfields. Um, he's, he's kind of had that grit that's maybe been missing from um, his game. And I think he's starting to develop that. I mean, remember, he's only been playing first-team football for two years. So what better grounding to get that? He's already got the skills. He's got the chops. He can do, he can finish, you can see that. But to build his kind of more kind of steely side of his game, we're better than in Scottish football where you have to do that. You have to roll Mm. your sleeves up. You're up against guys that, will go through you and and not wait to make sure you're okay after it. You know, they'll just snap you. And I think he's starting to realise that. And, you know, he's wanting to be, he doesn't want to be on the end of, of, uh, of defeats. And that getting that instilled in his, in his mentality is only going to make him a better footballer. Same with Matt O'Reilly as well. Matt O'Reilly has gone from, you know, the lower rungs of English football to playing in the Champions League. So I think that is also going to be good for his development, giving him the confidence to play at, at such a level. You can see that he's becoming more confident and also mm. playing in a different position. I said this before, that will make him a better player come McGregor returning because you've got a more rounded midfielder going back into his, his natural position. I'd agree with that. Yeah, lots to look forward to. And... Um... As a mark out of 10, how do you rate Angie's performance so far at the mid-term point, JP, finally? I think I'd go... Eight. He's got to... It, I think it's got to... It can't be nine or ten, because nine or ten, you know, we've not... We've not maybe hit the heights that we did last season. I think it's. I think you've got to put that down to the congestion of fixtures, the European games. That takes surely a lot out of the players. And maybe when we've come to weekend fixtures and we've had to scramble to get last-minute winners at McDermott Park or at home even as well, um, I think that's probably been a, a factor. But And obviously you do, you do. You're aware of the defeat at St Mirren. That's that's that sticks out. I mean, that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. But I'm aware that we're not going to go undefeated forever. We would have been on. It was a calendar year, wasn't it? That we were undefeated. Yep. Or almost for what a day short of a calendar undefeated in the league. So, um, considering where we'd been before that, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. But hopefully, when you ask me that question again at the end of the season, I can I can push it up to. A, a 10 let's hope so um, a treble will give you a 10 Ange if you're tuning in if you're bored of the World Cup listen it's been an absolute pleasure JP has helped me through the last hour no, tell me a wee bit about your jersey you know no, what I'm thinking when I see it though by the way that jersey 
I'm thinking Arsenal away, yellow and dark blue. That design, the, the zigzag design. JVC. Mm-hmm. That's the JVC one. JVC is the sponsor. I know. A friend, Brendan, actually got me that as a gift. So it's uh, FC Palestina. It's a guy. Uh, I think yeah, the Palestinian guy started uh, like a like it's not a, a real team. It's just a it's just a sort of street football uh, brand. So he's he's got quite a few designs, and twenty uh, percent of the profit goes to Palestinian charities. And uh, I just put it up there because it's obviously the World Cup. Palestine are not represented, and also for anybody going, what's Palestine got to do with you, or why do you care about Palestine? I've actually been to. Bethlehem and uh, Jerusalem so and I'm not saying that as some sort of show off I'm just saying it as I've been there I've seen what people are living in in, in the the, aye it's it's grim Uh, going into Bethlehem is like going back in time you you cannot believe that an hour along the road there's this sort of Blade Runner-esque city that is Tel Aviv and you know there's this sort of impartial like Mm. uh, even uh, uh, sort of uh, what's the word? The, the, it's a disparity. Disparity, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. A disparity. You know, you'd, if there was somewhere like that here, it would be one of the weirdest things imaginable. If I was to go an hour along the road and there was to be a Bethlehem, it would be like, what? How's that there? I know, but the thing is, JP, people sometimes criticise um, Celtic fans for getting behind groups of people who are in a minority or who are oppressed. And I just don't understand it because, you know, even if it wasn't in the roots of your own heritage as a, as a person mm. um, and you didn't understand it through that, it's just, for me, it's, it's part of your state of mind to identify with these people and think to yourself, if there's anything that can be done to assist, even if it's, you know, can't and I'll wear in the, you know, the primal scream um, shirt, even if it's raising awareness, then superb. Um, so, yeah, absolutely should never be criticised for that and fair play and it's um, in this day and age you know you, you, you do wonder and all you know the modern times with all the technology and all the money um, yet you know these people are still oppressed right in the back it's pretty cool it is that's a very smart that's talk the, that's the, that is the the outline of Palestine that, the, like on a map that's what that's that incredible. is incredible lovely cool. well done check them out and well done Brendan got a Celtic, got like a Celtic one as well which I'm sure is a a bestseller. I bet it is. Yeah, check them out. Um, an absolute pleasure, as always, to be joined by JP Mason on a Thursday. Hopefully, when I see you next week, I'll be in better form. JP, thanks everybody for getting involved. Like I was saying before, subscribe to the channel to be in with a chance of winning this month's prize. Um, and also like the video, give us a big thumbs up um, because it does help with the algorithm. It gives us a lot more coverage on the YouTube channel. Thanks everybody for getting involved. We'll see you again tomorrow at 12.30 for a Celtic State of Mind.
Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.